Hi, I'm Ben. I'm Beth. And this is Booze. Mm, oh. Wow. There we go. That's it's better. Booze. That's how are you? I'm good. How are you? It's good. We haven't done this in a while. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. We tried to do it in New York. Did we? No. We, we had actually, intentions. I, I brought everything to New York. Yeah. Yeah. And but, then we were busy. Mm-hmm. Drinking all of the stuff. Eating all of the stuff. And eating all of the stuff. Yeah. Um, do you know how bad New York was? Hmm. So I gained eight pounds in New York. What? Yeah. How is that possible? I don't know. But in just drinking nothing but water and eating no meat uh-huh. for an entire week, I lost seven of it. Okay. In four days. Yeah. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. That's that's how much like sodium intake and fried food intake there was. The food was so good, it though. It was ridiculous. Yeah. So, and we were in fun New York. Uh-huh. We were in upstate Rochester, New York. Right. Which turns out this time of year is gorgeous. Gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah. Genesee Brewery. Mm-hmm. There's a Genesee Falls. Go look at those, folks, if you've never been there. Yeah. It was un- insane. And that brewery was awesome. It was really good. I bought a shirt. Yeah. And a hat. Okay. And a coaster. Okay. And the coaster has a bottle of a burner in it. Of course it To does. open the beer that I'm going to drink. <laughs> oh, is it the white one? I did. Yeah, I bought a white the white coaster with the bottle opener. It's like in ceramic it. or something. Yeah, it was it was it's really cool. Yeah. <laughs> it is cool. I saw it's that. It's it's in my arcade upstairs now. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right on. Needed a bottle opener well, up there, there and now I killed two birds with one stone. Okay. Good. So, we're back. Yes, we're back. Um and it's been another long week. Oh my god. But but Yeah. We've been complaining about the weather a lot. Mhm. And um I worked from home this morning and uh I helped my wife and kids out to the car, and it was 68 degrees at 6.15 in the morning, and I took a two-mile walk. That's awesome. It was great. It's gorgeous here. It is amazing. Anybody that has not been to Arizona in the fall, Mm -hmm. I mean, that is when we shine. Yeah. It's the best. Well, because we don't don't have a fall. We don't have a fall. No. And we don't have gorgeous colors like we saw in upstate New York last week. So that part stinks, but the weather's pretty awesome i'm gonna have to i think i think you need to scoot in because i don't i don't think you're close enough to this microphone but okay yeah but that's okay okay so but we got i got a lot of reading time in yeah how many books did you read three wow yeah that's awesome yeah well really two and a half Mm -hmm. and i'll I'll tell you i'll I'll explain why in a second and i'm finishing up that half it's a dumb mistake on my part remember when you made the travel mistake of not downloading your books on the plane Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i made one that's a much older type of mistake. You didn't charge your Kindle. I just didn't bring the book with me because it was actually a physical book. But oh. we'll talk about it. Okay. We'll talk about it. Okay. So I want to get right to it this week. What are you drinking? That is really quite striking of a drink. Um. So this is a um, vodka pomegranate um, spritzer. And that's actually pomegranate seeds. You, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. From our tree. When I. From, oh, those are yours. Yeah. You have a pomegranate tree back we there. We have three. Okay. Mm-hmm. You guys are prepared for the apocalypse. I know. I tell you. Hey, catch me after a Costco day. And mm-hmm. if said apocalypse happened, we've got all the stuff in the backyard. Yeah. Um, yeah. When I walked in the house, you were beating the crap out of a, out of, out of a pomegranate. Have you ever caught up? In- oh, yeah. That's okay. the only way. I actually, <laughs> the first time um, I bought a pomegranate, mm-hmm. like I tried to do it. Like myself, and I had not, I hadn't looked up anything like how to deceive it yep. or anything like that. Yep. Miserable failure. Yes. And then I looked it up, and it was um, pomegranates are really popular in the Middle East, mm-hmm. and so it was like all Middle Eastern men like showing you how to open a pomegranate, and it's like oh, wooden spoon, a bowl, beat the crap out of it. Uh-huh. That's all you have to do: cut it in half and just hit the crap out of it until it opens up. Yeah. It's therapeutic in a couple ways. I mean, I yeah. think they're incredibly good for you. It's like awesome mm-hmm. antioxidants and stuff like that. It's a vacillator. But, oh, okay. There yeah, you go. It's a good word. Uh, but beating the crap out of it is super fun and yeah. Um, yeah. it's good for your mental state. Yeah. So I wondered what you were doing until I saw them, but yeah. It's, it's yeah, I wasn't entirely sure if they were ripe because um, there is a very no, fine good. line mm-hmm. of when they're ripe or not. When they're ripe, you'll know because the birds will devour them in like a day. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. That's impressive. Fun pomegranate facts. Fun pomegranate facts. That's a pomegranate podcast. That's yeah, us. That's us. Uh, but it's it's a really pretty drink. Thanks. Like right glass, right amount of ice. The, all the pomegranate seeds are hanging out under the ice. It looks. It, I think if you get a good picture of that, because that's that one's cool. Okay. Yeah. Cool. And um, you're drinking a Bud Light. Um, <laughs> so I came over here with nothing. Yep. Um, because I was at a bar mm-hmm. with my wife prior mm-hmm. to this, and I had a drink. Uh, then and I don't have a car, 
because mine died completely. I think we talked about previously how mm-hmm. I spent a ton of money on my car in the last couple weeks. I'm going to go buy a new one tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, so I pretty much figured at this point that you would have enough alcohol from we do. here. And, As it turns uh, out. Yeah, and this is my second beer here because the first one I drank three sips of and threw away because I didn't like it. But Which is super disappointing because I just bought it maybe two hours ago. Yeah, but hey, that that we're not going to talk about the nope. who, who the brand is. That that company is a good company to bet on. Okay. It just had a lot of coriander in it, and that's not my thing. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that it's not anybody else's thing. It's okay. that is a that is on me. That is on no one else. Um, well, you can't go wrong with Bud Light. Although I will tell you, I'm more of a Miller Lite person than I'm more of a Miller Lite person. Are you really? Oh, absolutely. People give me uh, a ton of crap. Mm. They really, yeah. Yeah. They they say it's like trashy and stuff. I'm like, uh, Bud Light's made with rice. Is it really? Yeah, yeah. It's a good. Oh, uh, it's because it's gluten free, right? Oh, not quite. It's like it's like gluten light. Um, It's like one of the the drinks that you can probably get away with if you if you're gluten free. But it's made with rice. But Miller Lite's better. Miller Lite's way better. Yeah, way better. So, huh, okay, yeah, that's yeah. good to know. Team us. Team us. That? Hashtag team us. <laughs> I thought I was always in the corner by myself. I'm like, I'll have a Miller no, Lite. No, no, much, like... much, no. If I'm going to drink, because I drink a lot of, I try, when I go out to bars, I try to drink a lot of Arizona beers, mm-hmm. like Arizona craft beers to, to support uh, the state. And our brewery situation here has gotten awesome. Mm-hmm. Like, it's so good. But if I just want, like, watching the game, whatever, Miller Lite, fine. Cool. Perfect. Cool. Dig Perfect. it. All right, so let's start with you. Books. Books. I want to know what you read. So you went to New York before I did. I did. Um, so I'm sure you read a lot more than I did. Yeah. Can we actually take a step back and mm-hmm. talk about, was it Preston's Dairy? Was that the name of the dairy we went to in New York? Pittsfield. Pittsfield. It was close. It has a P yeah. in it and other vowels and consonants. Um, how good was that? Delicious. Yeah. So that's really um, random that you just <laughs> for everybody. No, because I was just been, I've been thinking about it a lot. So I got off a pl- oh no, I got off one plane and I got a text from your husband asking mm-hmm. me if I was in New York yet. And I said no, I'm in Charlotte. Mm-hmm. And he said you went to the wrong spot. And I responded that I would teach him how planes worked later. <laughs> um, and then I got off the plane in New York and was told to just put my bag in the room and meet him in the car because we were going to a dairy right which made no sense because we're seven yeah because it made no sense um and then i found out we were going to get ice cream (laughs) and that was the first thing i ate all day i hadn't eaten breakfast hadn't had anything else and ate ice cream it was like oreos and it was called cookies and scream Mm -hmm. it was like it was orange vanilla ice cream with oreos so we roll up, and my husband is tagging along, and you're there, and then our friend Jamie from London, yep, who is six seven, six seven, six eight, six ten. He sometimes listens. So if you're tall. listening, Jamie, hello. Um, so yeah, us in a dairy getting in line for ice cream before we had a debauchery evening mm-hmm. was pretty entertaining. Have you ever seen the picture of Jamie and I where we replicated the twins poster? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. for those who haven't met me, I'm 5'3", Jamie's 6'8". Yeah. Between 6'8 and 6'10", yep. it, it, it works out really yeah. well. Um, so speaking of Jamie, mm-hmm. uh, Jamie gave me a book. Uh, so Jamie's great-grandfather. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I need to go read... Um, was uh, an author in like the 1800s. Like, I, I don't have all the facts yeah, yeah, because yeah. it was just crazy. It's on my Goodreads. Um, but he was very influential. Uh, uh, McDonald's is, is their last name. And uh, like was a friend of C.S. Lewis, mm-hmm. um, was a friend of all these other authors. And like the coolest story he told me when he learned that we had this podcast was that uh, uh, a gentleman approached him because... Mr. McDonald was a, a big deal mm-hmm. and said, I've written this children's book. Um, would you uh, would you read the first couple chapters? If you read the first couple chapters and think I should keep going, mm-hmm. um, I'll finish the book. Read it to your kids. And and, uh, and he read it to his kids and everything like that. And he went back to the guy and said, hey, this is a great book. I think you should finish it. Mm-hmm. And um, that book turned out to be Alice in Wonderland. It's crazy. That's the coolest story is, in the world. That is, And like, he just like casually told you about this. And, well, we were sitting at dinner and he yeah. told me that. And I was like, are you actually screwing with me right now? <laughs> yeah. Like, that's amazing. Yeah. Like, so your grandfather was friends with Lewis Carroll, mm-hmm. and Lewis Carroll got input on Alice in Wonderland from your, like, your family is partially responsible for Alice in Wonderland. Right. 
amazing. Does he have like signed copies? I would hope so. Right? Uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. And, and we should mention that Jamie's from the UK, mm-hmm. so he lives, you know, he lives over the pond and all that. Yep. Um, but but really cool and like. Uh, he gave me a book. I'll talk about it in a few weeks okay. um, uh, about the the great grandfather and all this stuff. So I'm really, really excited That's to talk awesome. about it because, like, oh my gosh, history is cool. Yeah. So uh, that was especially a, when it has like personal ties. Yeah, makes it even like, cooler. That's unreal. Yeah, that's unreal. Because have you ever read through the Looking Glass? No. Like I don't think I have either. Mm-hmm. And it, like made me want to go read it because yeah. I've you know, of course seen the cartoons and like all that stuff but never read it no I don't think I ever yeah I, I, that's 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 now something I think I need now that I know that there's some history there with someone that I'm friends with mm-hmm. like I, I really need to pick that up awesome cool tell me about what you read you've got a lot of notes I do so I am in the black here on books I think I uh, the last time that we met, I had an, an overage here. Of, like I read like five books or something, and we only talked about two. So oh, that's right. a couple yeah, of them are just um, just my guilty pleasures that I'll just keep to myself. Um, but Fair. certainly, if you want to take a look at them, they're on my Goodreads um, and on our on our pages and all that fun stuff. Yep, yep. Um, so there are two that I'm going to talk about today that I think were um, just a little bit lesser known um, that I really enjoyed. That are not books that. I think you would read it all. So that part is kind of interesting. Um, but I'm reading, I'm actually headed on vacation tomorrow. Yay. And I cannot wait to just sit on the beach and read and just read and do nothing else. I'm so. Can, can I come? Um, no, because I need you to take care of the fish and get the oh, mail. Oh, yeah, have to take care of your house. And get the, all right. And fine. get the mail. Yeah. So yeah. sorry about that. <laughs> Those uh, are things I'm doing, folks. <laughs> <laughs> And some books. Okay, so uh, the first one, I'm going to just talk about two today. Uh, the first one is called uh, The Storyteller's Secret. And I'm hopefully not butchering the name like I say every single week. Sejal uh, Badani. I think B-A-D-A-N-I. I was just going for the first name. Okay, Sejal? Yeah. No, I think that's right. Yeah. That's how I would do it. Okay. Yeah. Sorry if that's incorrect. Mm-hmm. but um, Okay, so this book was, again, a Amazon First Reads. Mm. big fans as we know um of that so um i've read a lot of obviously historical fiction is is my favorite um but a lot of the stories take place in europe and you know the the normal places uh this one takes place in india okay so i don't have a lot of connections or um uh yeah basically connections to india do you no i mean do you read any stories or know anything i mean really about it um no, just a, a couple books, Life of Pi, like yep. whatever. Yeah, yep. a couple books like yep. in there, but not very often. Okay. No. Okay. Yeah. Um, Whenever India Training Company comes up yeah. in some of like the British stuff I've read, but yeah. Yeah. No. no. Okay. No. So, all right. So here we go. So uh, this story is about um, a young woman who, um, her name is Jaya. Uh, she is a, uh, lives in New York City with her husband. She's a journalist. Um, she's from Indian descent, which is pretty clear from, from the get-go. Um, you are in- introduced to her right after she has, um, she and her husband um, suffered their third miscarriage. Uh-huh. Yeah. So it's, the book actually starts off obviously pretty heavy. So that's a, that's a very touchy subject. Um, and uh, like you can only imagine during a traumatic event like that um, and, and what she and her husband had experienced, uh, their marriage starts to suffer and, and to be sure. challenged, which, which makes sense. Um, and you can't fault them for that. So um, she's in, in a bad spot and she's trying to just search for answers, which again, you can't, you can't fault her for that. Um, she's visiting her parents um, for a weekend and her mother receives a letter from um, her brothers that are, are from India. And the letter basically says that um, Jaya's grandfather is kind of in his final days and he's requested that his mother come back because he needs to speak with her face to face. Um, and her mother basically rips up the letter and says, case closed, like that's not happening. I, I, I'm I left India and I'm never going back and we're never talking about it. So Jaya actually knows nothing about her Indian heritage um, because her mother um, was banished from the country and will not speak of her family. Well, as a journalist, she's very intrigued by this. Also dealing with some you know, heartbreak from uh, uh, trouble with her marriage and, and uh, losing the, her third um, pregnancy, she decides to go to India in search of you know, seeing what her grandfather um, has to say and learning a little bit more about her her family's ties. 
Um, so she heads there, and that's really what the story is about. She arrives in this very tiny village um, in India, and I, I'm sorry, I didn't write it down. I don't think it really matters to the story. Um, and when she goes there, she finds the, the home um, that her grandmother um, and grandfather lived in, and she meets the, um, uh, the basically the caretaker, um, who is known as Ravi. And Ravi's an untouchable, which is a term I had never heard of either. Mm-hmm. You, you had heard from, of it? From the caste system? Yeah. yeah, like yeah, like the lower end cast, like you can't touch them. Yeah, yeah, yeah let's say it's the lowest end, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. Um, so you kind of knew about it, but literally you can't touch them mm-hmm. because they think. I mean, bad luck and all this other stuff. So Ravi um, came to be um, his grandmother's um, servant. I don't like that word servant, but we're going to use it today. Okay. Um, and Ravi's still alive, and her grandmother has has passed, and. Um, actually, what I should have started with is she arrived in India two days late t- to meet her grandfather. He had passed oh, already. Wow. And she'd never met him. She had never met him. Yeah. And she knew wow. nothing of him because her mother wouldn't wouldn't ever say anything about it. So she um, she meets Ravi, and basically Ravi um, is going to tell her the story of her grandmother and grandfather. Uh, and that's really where the, the, the actual meat of this book um, takes place. So she's discovering herself. She's discovering um, pieces of herself, you know, and um, uh, through the Indian culture. Um, and the, the story takes her to um, back. Uh, Ravi's telling the story of the grandmother, um, how she was a, a young girl and she was um, very, very intelligent, but like most uh, young women, was not allowed for formal education, so she did a lot of that by herself. Um, it, the village, they uh, have a British um, school, because, you know, India's, um, they, there was a, quite a bit of British um, influence during the during World War II. Um, and so she meets this young British sh- soldier um, who basically says, if you can come and teach um, creative writing, because that's what, what, what she wanted to do, if you can come teach creative writing to my class, I'll teach you English. So they developed a friendship, which turned into something else, and then, and then the story goes on. So um, can't go much further. Um, somewhat predictable story, mm-hmm. um, but just... Just I really liked it. And what was the name of it again? I'm sorry. The Storyteller's Secret. The Storyteller's Secret. Yep, by okay. Sejal um, Bandani. So just a really, re- just really, really refreshing. It actually makes me want to learn a little bit more about Indian culture. Yeah. Because um, I, I really know very, very little. I only remembered that because I remember a class from high school where mm-hmm. we talked about like India specifically, and mm-hmm. they talked about the caste system. Mm-hmm. Cased cast when I can remember how you sure. pronounce it, but like that's the only reason I know that. But yeah. yeah, I don't know anything else. Yeah, yeah and, and just during in, over the story, they talk about um, you know some of their traditions, the mm-hmm. festivals, the mm-hmm. um, the the marriage ceremonies, um, how most of them are. Well, I shouldn't say now, but back then were you know, pre-arranged. Right. Like there was dowries oh. and all. I mean, so they talk about that. A, f- a friend of mine who recently got married, she's Indian. It was an arranged marriage. Was it? Yeah, it was this year. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Um, so yeah, they, it, it just it, it made you the way that she tells the story. Um, it's very descriptive. It's very emotional. It's very it's very clear. Yeah. Um, so I really I really enjoyed it. And she's uh, she's written another story that I have saved onto my Goodreads. And don't ask me what it's called now because I totally forgot. But um, I have saved it because I, I really did enjoy her her story. Now wh- whether it's um, true in terms of the traditions and all this other stuff and actually what happened uh in that village i have no idea but it was a, it was a lovely story i really enjoyed um enjoyed listening reading to it that sounds great yeah yeah like, yeah. like i think i actually would enjoy it was a very light story. read yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 it sounds like a fun story not fun but like an enjoyable story yeah it, it ends well the story yeah. ends well i guess i you know Good. We'll, we'll get to that point cool. so uh that was book number one um the other one i'm going to tell you about is called um the seller by natasha preston so she also wrote The Cabin. Yeah. Okay. No, the, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. So this one came up on um, my Kindle of, hey, you should read this because you've read whatever else. I sure. Create my, my other Thank stuff. Thank you, Big Data. <laughs> oh, Big Data, get off on my business. But thank you for the recommendation. No, so get more in my business. Like, I can have more cooler stuff. Yeah, but they're like probably listening to you. By the way, that's why I gave you my Alexa. Yeah, I know. Because I don't want them listening to my stuff. Yeah. That Alexa does cool stuff in my house. It does. It. I don't need it. Yeah. Okay, sorry, I digress. Okay, um, <laughs> what? Well, and I say you didn't give it to me. I bought it for me. Twenty bucks. <laughs> yeah, it was worth it. 
20 bucks. I have it hidden behind the arcade cabinet, and I tell it to, like, make arcade sounds from, like, 1992, because I programmed, like, a, a sound file from an arcade from 1992, mm-hmm. and, like, when I go play video games, it does that. Okay. It feels like I'm an arcade. Okay. Worth it. Also, um, we are in my house, and... Is that a street sweeper? He's come doing? by, like, six times. Six times. times. Yeah. If we can't have dinner out on the street tonight, then yeah, like, <laughs> this guy did something yeah. wrong. This guy, he wants to be on the podcast. That's what, what's happening. He can see us through the window. He's into books. Yeah, he's into books. He he's knows. really into books. Mm-hmm. So Sorry, people. But, hey, this is a, an at-home show. Literally. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the Cellar. Um, this is another kind of crazy one that, like, leaves you... F- you know books that leave you feeling creepy and, like, yeah. dirty, kind of? You're like, oh, this what is... Was, what was that one we both... Red. It was the uh, the guy who wanted to torture the girl with autism. The room is red. It's oh, like, uh, uh, behind uh, behind closed, closed doors. doors. Yeah, BA, that's, that's yeah. like the the BA Paris. Yes, yes, yes. That's that's like that's the example of any book that has made me feel just uncomfortable. Gross. Cool. Here's yeah. another one. Yeah. Um, so I will say the reviews of this one are a little bit all over the map. Some people just really didn't like this, the writing style. Um, I think the story itself was for me was more, more capturing than actually the way that she wrote this. So I I actually quite enjoyed it. Um, the story is of a 16 year old girl named Summer Robinson who goes missing. I think this takes place in like the UK area. Mm -hmm. Um, she goes missing, um, from, she's like heading to a bar, which also was weird because she's 16, but she goes missing and she basically gets nabbed. So she gets kidnapped in the middle of, um, or in the nighttime. She doesn't come home. People start freaking out. No surprise there. So um, there's a huge uh, search for her um, orchestrated by her family and her boyfriend. And her boyfriend is, I mean, they're like super in love. And her boyfriend is best friends with her brother. Like that's how this happened. Um, so, she, so, Part of the story is all of her family and friends looking for her, scouring, you know, literally every part of the town, walking hand in hand in fields, mm-hmm. trying to find clues. So there's that that part of the story. And um, her boyfriend doesn't give up, like, ever looking for her. The other part of the story takes you to um, the guy that, that nabbed her, and his name is Colin Brown. He's, uh, yeah, he's 30 years old, clean-cut looking guy. Like, you'd look at him and think, oh, he's just like this normal, kind of nerdy, somewhat solo person. Um, who is an accountant. Of course. Of course he is. Okay. His name's Colin, but he calls himself Clover. He's What's his name from The Office? Dwight? No. Um, the one that was obviously a murderer. Um, Krieger? Oh. You know, whatever. This joke didn't land. Let's keep going. It didn't land. I'm no. sorry. Oh, my bad. Mm-hmm. I'm also operating. Dang it! I can't remember his name. Very little sleep. Well, you can Google in a minute. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. So Colin is actually his name, but he he calls himself Clover. So he was uh, he grew up in like super abusive. Like his mother was just sound like this crazy woman. She died and left him this ginormous house and um, basically like always shunned. You Creed. know. Creed. Huh. Creed. Creed. Creed from the Office. I don't. Okay. Okay. Sorry. sorry. I'm sorry, everyone, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, his mom was like, sounds like fairly psycho and like had huge um, issues with, with like prostitutes and women that just were unclean and whatever. So like terrible childhood. The, the mom dies and clearly this stuff gets passed down to him. So uh Shocking! He's a he's a psychopath. He's the one that nabbed her, um, but he didn't. He nabbed her after years of him recreating in his basement a hidden dungeon. This dungeon. So, like the way that the book is, it's very descriptive. I picture it like he says it's an um, it's a hidden bookshelf that opens up to a cellar door that goes downstairs. Okay, and I picture it, you walk in, and right in the front, right when you walk in, is a long table that has five play settings. Okay. On one side is a couch with a TV and tons of move, like DVDs and books. And then I picture a like an alley style uh, kitchen mm-hmm. with a refrigerator, stove, whatever, but all like plastic utensils, like nothing mm-hmm. that could hurt him. Mm-hmm. Down the hall, there's a bathroom and then a bedroom that has four twin beds, kind of like dorm style mm-hmm. with like gross floral comforters and like pink walls and then four little wardrobes set up. And all the wardrobes are full of matching 
close. You started great. Hidden bookshelf, hidden room, lots of books, and then you went awful really quick. So um, Natasha does a really good job describing what this room looks like. You did. I'm not happy. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay, he nabs her. She's not the first one that he's obviously taken. Yeah. 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 So she gets down there and she's freaked out. She's very young. Uh, there are three other women that are cowering in the corner. Um, and they're like, don't worry, Lily. It'll be okay. She's like, my name's not Lily. My name is Summer. And they're like, no, you're Lily now. Uh. He calls himself Clover. There's Lily. There's Rose. There's Violet. They're all flower names. Like, he calls them all flower names. And when he comes down, so he comes down every single day for breakfast at 8 a.m. every day on the dot, and food needs to be ready. And he comes down every night at 6 p.m. Food has to be on the table, and they have to eat as a family. Like, he's treating these people like they're, like, his family. And he walks down the the hall, and he goes, "Um, hello, flowers, or good morning, flowers. It's like, oh, you're such a creepy guy. I don't need any of that. Yeah, so these women that he's nabbed, um, almost all of them were homeless or streetwalkers or whatever, mm-hmm. and so he felt like he was giving them a better life. He was he was cleaning them up, um, and but not letting them live a normal life like they were his prisoner. And Summer's like, "You guys are out of your dang minds! Like, uh, uh-uh. uh, I'm getting home. This this guy is crazy. He's psychopath. Like, and um, he kills. So he'll also he'll continue to bring women home, and if they fight back or." Um, do something like he'll he murders them and he makes these he makes his flowers clean up the mess so there's like a, a storage bin of like body bags and like bleach and he just makes these like he it's so psychotic <laughs> wow yeah yeah pretty crazy wow pretty crazy so what um, what was this called again I'm, the I'm, cellar i think i want to read this yeah yeah crazy yeah so mm-hmm. I'm not going to tell you more. because No, that please don't. That tone's kind of awesome mm-hmm. in its own way. Mm-hmm. That's That reminds me of that B.A. Paris book yeah. actually quite a bit. Yeah. 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 So. Psycho. Wow. Mm-hmm. So I liked it. Nice job, Natasha. <laughs> yeah. Good job, Natasha. <laughs> so, Have you read a book by her before? Um. Yeah. She wrote The Cabin. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's yeah. right. You said that. And you read that mm-hmm. then. Okay. A while ago. Um, So, but in the thing, it says the seller and it says like number one next to it. So Mm -hmm. I don't know if there are more. Oh, okay. I'm assuming. I'm assuming there are more. Yeah. Did it end like there could be Uh, like a continuation? No. No? No. No. It ends. So maybe she could make a series out of psychopaths. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I'll have to look into it. Awesome. Yeah. So that's what I got. Excellent. Yeah. Well, let's take a break. Okay. And we'll be right back. And we're back. Tell me, hi. Tell me about the books. I read a couple books. So um, I actually want to start. I bought a couple books. Okay. That uh, I have a couple over here. Mm-hmm. Um, so we are both. We both decided that we wanted actual libraries in our houses. Yes. You're, you're started. We went to Savers mm-hmm. recently, and we bought like twenty books or so. Mm-hmm. And I don't even think we spent. 30 bucks Mm-mm. between the two of us. Nope. Um, and that was really good. But I bought these, which I brought to show you. They're awesome. Um, I bought a vinyl bound series of Lord of the Rings. Yep. Um, and uh, I'm just going to hand you that. Mm-hmm. Like, like how good do those feel? It's amazing. They're, they're incredible. So um, they were 70 bucks and searching online, I found them for 25 that's awesome. Instead, and it's the same set, and they have a Game of Thrones set that is the same by the same uh, uh, publisher mm-hmm. and everything like that. And what's really neat, I'll show you later. The this the this one of the Hobbit. Mm-hmm. It's got this. Um, which one is this? The Fellowship. That's yeah, it's Fellowship, mm-hmm. which I'm sure you've never read any of these. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got this like notes on the text. These are the things that have changed since 1934. Oh wow! The things that we've updated, things in the appendix uh, appendices. Here's like the reasons that it happened and everything. So like, there's histories of oh, books cool. in each one. Okay. And it's it's really it's 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 just a beautiful set. Um, I'm really excited to have. So um, I love the color of that one. I, I know, I know. So spoiler. Yep. Um, I took it out just for today, but I'm halfway through the hobbit are you and i got them yesterday um and i read, but you read them before though i've read them all before yeah oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, I'm not, i can't see through. yeah and you know what's really interesting is in the front 
is a bunch of other like books by Tolkien, uh-huh. and I've read several of them that are outside of the Lord of the Rings, uh-huh. but there's more than I thought. Oh. So cool. apparently, I have a bunch of books to buy, and I also bought this um, that I wanted to show you. Oh jeez. So this book is called House of Leaves, and there's a bunch of people listening right now that are like, "Oh yeah, I know what House of Leaves is." Okay. Um, but I want you to flip through that. Okay. Just a little bit. Okay. Oh. And notice that it doesn't line up. No. And you're even going to get to pages to where the text is going the wrong direction. It's all like single sp- Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, single so this and- book is is supposed to be like an intensely like scary book. Um, and there's several stories like written into one, and it's how do you very, read? How do you read the stuff? I haven't else? gotten there yet. I, I'm, I'm, I've never read it before, so I don't, I don't know. But there is like a bunch of stuff what? that, like, yeah, how strange is that? It's a page the, with nothing on it, or just a footnote. Yeah, there was just a footnote. But apparently, wow. like this book is horrifying. Like really? it's, it's a very scary story. It has to do with like a bunch of really cool stuff, and it's insanely popular. And I guess when we were in high school, this book came out I've and never was heard of it. I I had never heard of it either, and was uh, uh, amazingly uh, huh. like almost like revolutionary. Really? Yeah. So someone told me about it recently as a result of this podcast. I got a couple tweets about it and said okay. you should read this. You would really like this. And so I just I found a copy online that said this was the. Um, the best edition like currently because it says it's the remastered full color edition or whatever Uh and um so like i mean there's even red text in here that was that was text that was upside down so um you have to let me know when you get to the point where it's stuff's like in other languages yeah (laughs) i mean what do you do like there's there's seven words on that page and i don't know which direction i'm supposed to read them in like well it probably makes sense when you you yeah yeah i'm like really really i mean look at that Diagonal, like diagonal and like this. Yeah, supposedly this is supposed to be a pretty scary and frightening and like okay. un- disturbing book. So I'm really excited. Do you know to what it's this. about? I have no idea what it's about. Okay. I don't care. Like when it's written like this, like I'm waiting. Like look, look, look. Yeah. actual actual pictures, like of creepy those are, houses. Um, uh, what do you call those? Um, Negatives. No, the the pictures. Polaroids. Polaroids. There we mm-hmm. go. Yeah, those are Polaroid pictures. A, pic- a page of Polaroid pictures, and then like this was called the. Pe- yeah, I don't know, All but right. I'm excited. So okay. um, I bought a couple of really nice books um, for for my library recently. Um, I'm excited to buy a lot more. So yeah, um, those were. But I thought that was fun. That's cool. Yeah, I'm. I don't know. That could be the worst book ever. Sure. It could be the best book ever. But it's. I'm very much intrigued. Okay. Like where it's supposed to go with it? Because what book does it does it just go left to right? No. Like I've never heard of anything like that. So. Awesome. So um, I read three books. Okay. Um, I read a book called Limited Wish Mm -hmm. by Mark Lawrence. Mm -hmm. Now, do you remember I talked about him, Mm -hmm. uh, uh, One Word Kill? Yep. Which was a book that I got uh, off Amazon First Reads Mm -hmm. a couple months ago. And I bought Limited Wish within five minutes of finishing One Word Kill and never started it. Okay. Um, Big regret that I didn't do it right away. Awesome. Yeah. Like I, I, I will read, uh, read anything that this guy writes at this point. Um, so it continues the the time travel story of mm-hmm. the kid Nick who mm-hmm. had cancer, mm-hmm. um, who his older self came back in time to visit him, and be like, hey, we have to save Mia. She has a horrible accident in the future, and we need to do all these things to save her. So you know, spoiler in the first book kind of goes the way they needed to. Um, go read that book. It's awesome. The second book. Uh, his older self comes back again mm-hmm. and has no memory of coming back. It's like, I'm supposed to be here in January. Mm-hmm. Why am I here like in September? Mm-hmm. Um, I've never met you before. And all the paradox starts and the universe starts trying to kill the main character saying, hey, something is wrong. Mm-hmm. The universe realizes, hey, this is, everything is out of place. Everything is out of time. And the big problem is Nick. So he should probably just not exist anymore. But if he doesn't exist anymore, then he can't fix the... Then he can't fix right. everything else. Okay. And it's them trying to fix everything else while trying to fix the other problems. And um, I'm going to give a little bit of a spoiler here. And I'm sorry, like, if you're interested in reading this, maybe fast forward like three minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, Mia was the love interest in the first book. 
Helen is the love interest in the second book. Mm-hmm. And he finds out he has two different futures mm-hmm. where one he marries Helen and one he marries Mia. Mm-hmm. And when he marries Helen, um, his daughter comes back in time to save him. Interesting. When he marries Mia, he lives until like he's 40, 50. But when he marries Helen, his daughter comes back inside to save him. He lives till he's 25 and he dies of the cancer. So he now knows that he has to make a choice, like going forward, I can marry Helen and have this daughter mm-hmm. who I've now met. Mm-hmm. And the funny part is that when the daughter comes back in time, she's two years older than he is during the time period. Oh, wow. So he's he's uh, he's 17, she's 19. Okay. Um, or I can marry Mia and live a long time. And then his daughter will never, never exist. Right. So like introducing paradoxes oh, and stuff like that. Just awesome. Really creative. Uh, yeah. Very creative. Again, um, I told you back then one word kill, mm-hmm. I think is a book you would actually like. Yep. You could read it in a day. Okay. Um, limited wish. I, again, I think struggles that, uh, go, or goes along the same lines. Uh, the fourth book, which I think is called dispel illusion comes out in November. Okay. And I already bought it. What's the third one? The third one, sorry, did I say fourth? Okay. The, the third one is Dispel Illusion. It, 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 it comes out, comes okay. out November, okay. and, and I will I will buy it. I already bought it. Okay. Like, so okay. Uh, the, the, the day that it comes out, it hits my Kindle. Um, absolutely loved it. It's 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 a perfect nerd book. It's mm-hmm. it's Back to the Future, mm-hmm. just just one-upping it a little bit. Okay. Like, a little bit more nerdy, a little bit more Dungeons & Dragons, like, in just a fun type of way. Um, a lot of science. But again, the, the guy, Mark Lawrence, who write it, wrote it, uh, used to be uh, in NASA. Oh, right. Yeah. Like, yeah. there's a really cool thing in his bio that said, like, I once was able to say, hey, it's not rocket science. Oh, wait. Yes, it is. <laughs> um, and he had, like, secret government security clearance. Like, this this is a smart dude. Yeah. Um, so, well, well, well written book. Um, I also started another book called Where It Hurts by uh, Reed Farrell Coleman. Okay. So, this was one of the books that we bought... Um, at the secondhand store mm-hmm. when we went through our, right. our, uh, our dive. Yep. Um, and it's about a guy named Gus. Um, and Gus has just gone through a really bad divorce because his son died. His son died um, during the middle of a pickup bas- basketball game. Oh, just, wow. just running across the court, dropped dead. Mm-hmm. That was it. Um, he's, he had a wife and a daughter, and everything went south. Daughter started... Uh, like abusing a lot of mm-hmm. stuff and getting into crime. Mm-hmm. Wife lost, kind of lost her mind a little mm-hmm. bit. Gus lost his mind a little bit. Mm-hmm. Gus was a cop. Mm-hmm. Um, and Gus uh, left the forest, started going to, uh, he was on a, like a, just doing like detailed security, like a bodyguard, um, uh, being a driver for other stuff, but like nothing's going well. And uh, one of the guys that Gus continually arrested mm-hmm. shows up. And said, hey, you were the only cop that ever treated me well. Mm-hmm. Like, you arrested me, like, several times, but you were never a jerk to me. You always treated me like a human being. My son died. Mm-hmm. My son was killed um, by by this gang and the cops because they know I'm a scumbag. Mm-hmm. I'm not a good person, but mm-hmm. I've tried to live a good life in mm-hmm. the last couple of years. They will not help me at all. Mm-hmm. And I think you're the only person that will help me. Wow. And so, of course, Gus says absolutely not get out of my face get away from me um i won't do anything and then the next morning he's totally following up on all the leads and everything and trying to find this uh this guy's killer um so really great book um i intended to finish it on the plane to rochester and then left it on my nightstand okay yeah so um I, I would have finished it right when I came home because mm-hmm. I was really excited to finish it. I was really disappointed. It was like, I almost actually bought it yeah. um, at the airport on my Kindle. Uh-huh. I thought, eh, it seems like a waste of money. Yeah. I'd like to do it. Um, uh, and I would have bought it right when I came home mm-hmm. uh, or finished it right when I came home, except that Deck Matthews sent yeah. me book three mm-hmm. <laughs> of, of, of his books um, called uh, A Shattering of Glass. And... Um, I dropped everything that I was reading. You um, were so giddy when you came into work and yeah, told me that he it, had sent it to you. It was just, he just, yeah, he just sent it to me. He's like, here you go. Yeah. And I was like, yay. Like I'm, I was so excited because I really enjoyed book one and book two. Um, book three was better. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's one of those things to where, so what's really, what's really cool is I get to, I, I talk to, uh, mm-hmm. to Matt or deck a lot. Um, we text back and forth. Mm-hmm. Um, we we definitely have a friendship now. Mm-hmm. Like he's he's a great guy. Wait, you and said you talked to Matt. Matt, his name is Matt. 
His name is Matt. His name is Matt. Yeah. But it's yeah. Dec- so that's just it's, his... It's, it's just a, it's, a it's, pen a, name? it's just a pen name. And in, in, in the back of the book, it says, okay. like, you know, that, that his real name is Matt and, and everything like that. Um, so I talked to Matt quite a bit. And um, he's... He's just a really stand-up guy who's mm-hmm. really interested in, like, writing cool stories and fun stuff. And it's really neat to see someone's books, like, elevate book over book, mm-hmm. especially while you're talking to the person, right? right? right. Um, his opening chapter of book three was, like, knockout incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, it ends, like, you ever read one of those paragraphs where, like, oh, Damn, mm-hmm. like like they drop the mic mm-hmm. on you really mm-hmm. hard. He 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 does that That's in book awesome. three. It it was just so cool. It was one, I actually put the book down and sent him a text. Yeah, I was just like, hey, I just finished this part, and he wrote me back. He's like, I was so excited about the part. I was like, well, you should be because yeah. it's like some of the best writing that I've I've seen you do across you know all these pages. He's of read. Yeah, he's he's so good. So awesome. um, so go read those folks. Um, that just just go look Deck Matthews up on Goodreads. And, and go read his books of the Varkas Tales. I, I promise you, if you like fantasy, if you like Game of Thrones, Brandon Sanderson, um, you know, uh, uh, Wheel of Time type stuff, like, you will absolutely enjoy these books. And the only complaint that I ever have about his books is they're not long enough. Yep, that's what you were saying. You yeah. thought that, like, these are the movie-worthy, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. I, mm-hmm. I think I think someone will. Like combining. He, here's the thing: is I, I I think someone will take them from from him someday. Mm-hmm. I think someone will discover these someday from him, some studio, some publishing yep. group. And they'll, they'll do one of two things: one, they'll say, "Hey, this is this is a series of like a show mm-hmm. or something like that," and it'll be really good. Or they'll say, um, "I I like we can make an incredible like book set mm-hmm. out of this," mm-hmm. and because they are a, a just it, it's a great story. Really, so fantasy these days is, is a little played out, right? Mm-hmm. There is so many generic tropes in fantasy, and so many people that have done the same thing, and they're right. trying to rehash it in a new voice to where it's really hard to come up with something original. And I think he has, um, uh, in, in a way, because he just he's not doing like, oh yeah, and then there's dragons, mm-hmm. and like like the way he there's the mad, stuff that I would think be, the would, things that you wouldn't yeah. like, right? Mm-hmm. Like so he's really good at politics, mm-hmm. which is a very Game of Thronesy types of thing, but he's really really good at politics. Um, there is a little bit of fantasy with like. Um, one of the guys has like an animal companion, but it doesn't work in the same way. That, what like, does that he, mean, an animal companion? An, animal companion. Uh-huh. So he has an owl that he can actually uh, uh, communicate with. Okay. Yeah, but it doesn't kind of work in the same way that you would think. Like in no the parcel looks that tongue, huh? No, no, no. There's no Harry <laughs> Potter parcel tongue. It's 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 a little bit different than the way that you're okay. thinking about. Um, like there's magic in the world, but it doesn't work the same way. It doesn't work in the same way like even a game of thrones or like a harry potter mm-hmm. like like harry potter's way 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 different than this it doesn't work the same way okay. it's it's very unique so it's uh i'm, I'm excited i think i think the fourth book is going to be the last one that's kind of what i'm feeling from mm-hmm. him and he he gave it to me today yep. i just finished it today yeah so um so i uh i actually bought um his first book um uh, uh, the first shadows. Mm-hmm. Um, I bought that. I have a physical copy of that. Right. I bought from him because I really wanted to put it in my this library. One that he signed, right? Uh, no, he didn't. No, I don't have it signed. I bought oh, it from okay. Amazon and everything from him. I'd love to get a signed copy from him. And I bought another one. Yeah. Because uh, I'm going to donate to the library. Okay. Because like it, people need to read this book. It's yep. it's really good. That's awesome. Um. So that's it. That's, that's it. Awesome. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I've read, like I said, I've read like half the Hobbit Jeez. again, and I'm going to finish the Hobbit because I finished. Um, Shattered in Glass last night, and I got these these books last night. So I just opened the Hobbit, and turned out I was end up getting halfway through it. So That's I'm crazy. probably gonna just finish the Hobbit before I finish anything else. Man, you've been on a on a tear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, this book series is. Um, I didn't last year, but since I was probably nineteen or twenty years old, I've read this book series at least once a year. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, they, these these books are incredible. That's awesome. Yeah, these are these are books that you would actually enjoy if you, if you read them. The um, the Fellowship and Two Towers and The Return of the King are very different books in The Hobbit. They're mm-hmm. written very much by someone from the 30s and 40s. Okay, it's, but they're they're incredible. Okay, so yeah, sweet. So other than that, we had our little contest. Yes, where we were giving stuff away. Yep, uh, we were buying people's books yep. and uh, donating to a library mm-hmm. and uh, buying their favorite book and yep. donating it to the library. Yep. Um, so I picked 
three people. Yep. So I got six books. Okay. You got six books? Uh, no. Not quite? No. Yeah. yeah. I know we, you were traveling a lot. You had time. I yet. was traveling, so. and um, so I will say that mm. I appreciate everybody's. Oh, that's a coaster. Yep. Um, I appreciate everybody's favorite books. Mm-hmm. Um, I think what we've been finding is that a lot of the favorite books are ones that the library probably has a ton yes. of. So yes. we are filtering through mm-hmm. that a little bit yeah. more. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't have those, but I did find um, two of our indie author friends' okay. books that um, I have not read yet. So yep. I will, um, that are kind of on my list to, um, to read and donate. Um, and the first one is called What Did Tashi Do? Okay. I, I've seen this one on our Twitter. So I'm excited. Yes. that Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And this is, again, a name butchering, but please don't take this personally because I am just, you know, probably illiterate. Um, Angasha? How would you pronounce Oh, this? no. Angasha? Uh-huh. Alamayan? Okay. That's a Y, right? That you wrote down? Yeah, sorry. Yeah, okay, sure. Also her- terrible handwriting. Okay. So, what did Tashi do? Uh, so, that's one I picked. And then I also picked uh, Roommates by Aiden Summers. Mm-hmm. I wonder why. Yeah. 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 So, um, yeah. Both uh, both responded to our thread, which was awesome. Yeah. So, thank yeah, you for that. Yeah, there was a lot of responses on that thread. Tons. Thank you very much, Yeah, folks. tons, which was good. So, thank you for, for doing that. Um, so, yeah, those are the two. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not done, um, but I didn't want to rush yeah. this. So, I will, yeah, 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 um, yeah. I will commit that. What did you? So, I got all six. Okay. I, I got all six. So, um, the I, I will say, tell you that a lot of people said uh, the favorite book of all time they'd like us to donate was Lord of the Rings. Yep. So, I just flat out committed to yep. like nine people like listen I, I will buy a copy of lord of the rings yep. and i will donate it yep. um i don't think i'm going to donate it to a library Maybe i think i'm going to donate it to my daughter's school yeah 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 because i'm guessing if i go into the library by mm-hmm. us i guess i can find four or five mm-hmm. copies of it mm-hmm. so i'm going to buy like one of the nice um copies and, and, and give cool. it to the school um and then um i like i said i bought one of Dex books yep. and I'm going to donate that to our public library mm-hmm. um, so the first book that stood out to me um, and, and what's really cool and I, I this wasn't really my intent when I when I came up with this idea yeah but um, the books that I buy I, I might read them <laughs> before I donate them um, uh, yeah yeah I might read them before I donate them because a couple of these sounded really good so um, I'm going to buy uh, oh I plan on reading Oh, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Good. I'm going to buy Fiberglass Galaxy by okay. Brooklyn Dean. Okay. Um, which was more of a psychology book. Okay. And it seemed really good. And so I'm going to buy that. So Brooklyn, thank you for responding to our thread. I will buy that. I'm also going to buy your suggested book, uh, which was Cat's Cradle by Kurt Vonnegut. Yep. Which I am a big yep. Kurt Vonnegut fan. Yep. So cool. that was a really good one. Um, and I'm going to buy uh, Duckett and Dyer by uh, Michael Duckett, um, which was like a buddy-buddy cop novel that seemed to be mostly comedy and he said he was inspired by hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy and he said his favorite book was hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy which is one of my favorite books of all time i own two different anthologies of hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy so i will be buying hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy uh uh, for for michael and sending that to a library as well okay and then uh I, i don't know why Again, another kind of comedy style book is what uh-huh. it seemed like, but the 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 title made me chuckle. Was uh, Percival Glint and the Conspiracy of Days by Drew Melbourne? Okay. Um, so I'm going to buy that, um, and mostly because of his enthusiasm in his thread, because he's like, "My favorite book is this. No, it's this. No, it's this. No, it's this. No, it has to be this. Yeah, I saw it's that this. One. I yeah." Saw that. And it was uh, Anathem by Neil Stevenson. And I've read a bunch of books by Neil Stevenson, but I've never read okay. Anathem. So I'm actually going to read Anathem and then donate it to the library. So uh, to, thank you to Drew Melbourne, Michael Duckett, and Brooklyn Dean. Thank you very much. Very cool. Um, between that, that six books that are going to a library plus Lord of the Rings yep. and uh, Deck Matthews' First of Shadows. Jeez. So awesome. Um, so uh, I'm. I'm excited to to walk into the library that day and give those all over. So we'll probably do that together. Okay. Go to the Cave Creek Library or somewhere in our area. Okay. Yeah. That's awesome. Yep. Very good. Cool. Any idea what you're going to read next? I am halfway through Dope Sick. Oh, I'm excited about that. By Beth Macy. Yeah. So we'll talk about that next A friend of ours suggested that to us. Yep. It's insane. So I'll save my comments for... Yeah, yeah. So did you you buy that? Did you... Where'd you get that? Because I want to read it. I did buy it. Okay. Okay, On my Kindle, to be fair. Yeah. Because it's... um, so I pulled it up, and so it's on my Kindle right now, and it's, it was like, this this book is 10 hours. I'm like, um, child, please. Like, no. No, no book that I read is 10 us. hours. Not for um, us. And, but it's, 
it's a very heavy book, as you can imagine. Yeah, because so. it's, it's about uh, drugs in the Appalachian Mountains, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because our friend Jen, uh-huh. what up, Jen? Yep. Um, suggested it to us, and uh, we looked it up at dinner, and that was one that I want to read too. Yeah. So, and it's very rarely that you and I want yes. to read the same book. So I'm I'm into that. Yep. Cool. Yeah, I'm gonna you? read um, after I finish The Hobbit and uh, Where It Hurts. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna read a book called This Is Your Brain on Music. The Science of Human Obsession. Cool. So where this came from was I, uh, you and I did a charity event last week yep. where we packed food um, mm-hmm. for, 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 for families in need. And they were cranking some 90s jams in that warehouse. Great. It was great. And I knew the words to every dang song. Yep. Like to a T, yep. like without stopping. And I ha- happened to men- mention to the person next to me, mm-hmm. uh, my buddy Tara, that like like how much of my brain is taken up with song lyrics and she stopped and she said there's a book about that that she had read and this book is about like why your brain is wired to remember that type of stuff cool and and so she is the one that gave me the the, the Pat Conroy book yep um, a couple weeks ago yep. and that I, I really liked and yep. it was pretty unexpected that I would like um, and so I'm gonna trust her again okay. so that that is gonna be that is gonna be next plus like I kind of want to know because you think about it with song lyrics, like how many how many songs? Oh, well, the book will probably tell you how many well, songs do we know. Well, and also try to remember, like if I named a song right now mm-hmm. and told you to tell me all the song lyrics, mm-hmm. you couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. But if I turn the song on, mm-hmm. you could. Yeah, and that's weird, and there's a reason for that. Right, and this book explores it, so I I want to know. So yeah. I'm, I'm really excited. Uh, no, I'm excited about that too. One of the radio stations that I used to listen to used to do this. They would play um, some snippets of, of songs, mm-hmm. um, like a, in a, a hodgepodge, and then they would say, "What year was this from?" Mm-hmm. Um, and people would get it right all the time because you put memories to songs. To mm-hmm. I mean, like. It, it's all kind of tied together. So, yeah. oh, I'm interested. And it was it was interesting because they played songs that I actually I don't like. Right. I'm like I'm not fans of those songs. Know I know every word to those songs. Like right. like they were playing some Ace of Base songs. Like I don't like Ace of Base. I know them all. I don't all. hate on the sign, Ben. I'm, I'm I'm not hating on it. I mean, I know how much how popular it was. I know and there were, there was just tons of stuff that right. I knew that was kind of ridiculous. Right. But yeah. And I know because I played in a ton of bands and I've done I probably played that song in a cover band at some point sure. in time. Yeah. Um, that might be part of it, but I, I, I know all of it. Yeah. Oh, you're rocking Ace of Base. That's awesome. Yeah, maybe it's possible. Yep. All right, cool. Cool. Well, have a all good right. week. You have a good week. Have a great vacation. Oh, I will. Enjoy the beach. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. And always remember the book is always better.